everybody to another edition of the now iTunes official, now Spotify official, now everywhere that you possibly can listen to a podcast official episode of Haunter's Podcast. I am Mr. Wonderful with me as always, actually from his car because he is working, but so damn dedicated to this podcast, he is doing it from his car while working, Mr. Zach Hilton. Yeah, I don't think anything's more goofier than seeing a guy in a car with a headset on. It's okay. Nobody knows what you do. Uh, they don't need to know what you do, but I can just imagine the look right now that you're getting. Oh, it's fantastic. It's... I, I mean, it looks like I'm a NASCAR driver, but I'm also my crew chief. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is this this show is kind of like NASCAR. It always starts really good, really exciting, and then at some point <laughs> crashes really badly. So Was that a Dale Earnhardt joke? No! What? <laughs> What? No! <laughs> I was just making a NASCAR joke. Too soon. Dude! I mean, it's been like 20 years, right? Something like that. More than that. So, I mean, come on. Oh, man. Get over it, Lori. Michael you Myers are. this. Michael Myers that. Ugh. Oh, you're so <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> I was just making a joke for this past weekend because there was a crash at the Daytona 500, but... Oh, I did. I didn't watch it. I'm I, just. I'm going off what I know. <laughs> You're going off an accident in NASCAR from over 20 years ago. <laughs> from 20 years ago. You're lucky I didn't make a Ricky Bobby reference. I, you that's, know what? That's I, my extent. I I would give you I would give you credit for that. I would give you credit for a Ricky Bobby one. But uh, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Good times, though. I'm happy you're able to uh, join the show this week. Uh, otherwise, it really would be a train wreck with me here by myself rambling because uh, you actually brought this first story to my attention. Uh, it no. is so I'll, I'll kind of let you handle it a little bit more. But this is a really cool thing because we've thrown out the idea before in the past. Oh, by the way, you can follow us on Twitter at Haunters Pod <laughs> <laughs> and the Facebook exists as well for people like it. Kind of for people like it. It's a it's a ghost zone. <laughs> it is. Uh, kind of like what this new themed bar is going to be like, but not so much ghostly in the sense of nobody going there. Ghostly in the sense that word has come out that Orlando is going to open a year-round Halloween-themed bar. Uh, now, again, I know you did a lot more further research on this, Zach, but there's no opening date that's been announced just yet. But from what, what I gathered from you, it seems that they're closer than one would expect. Uh, it's going to be for 21 and up Halloween fans, uh, just kind of a place to kind of be for the haunts. They're going to have drinks such as like the Ripper and Nightshade. Uh, but this, I think, is kind of the first step to us potentially getting a Halloween Horror Nights house year round as well down there. I mean, yeah, like... I did well. I didn't do all the research. My lovely wife Brooke was really investigating this thing, and she—I mean—they have a whole website. They have an Instagram. It seems like it's coming along quicker than anybody really can talk about. I would say it would open if it doesn't open in June, then it'll open in September. That's my guess. But I've always wanted a year-round Halloween themed something. And I feel like in Florida, the closest thing is Voodoo Donuts. And I feel that place is going bonkers and doing well, obviously. But I think it would just add on to the flavor of Halloween Horror Nights. I mean, we all love going to it, but like to be able to go to this bar beforehand and then just going to the park is just awesome. And I believe 
they have a Beetlejuice drink, was Ooh. it? And it, and I think, don't don't quote me, I swear. I don't know why Teen Wolf's coming into my mind, but I want to say something <laughs> Teen Wolf. But uh, I just, I, I don't know, man. Like, if you do it right, if you have good memorabilia up and such like that, I, I mean, theme bars are the the thing these pop-up these pop-up joints are just bonkers and going everywhere i i'm looking forward to it what kind of things would you want to see in said bar i could go to it i think the things that i would want to see in this bar is i mean besides like the clever drink names you know like the beetle juice where like you know whatever gimmick type of drink they want i'm looking more for the atmosphere of this i'm i'm thinking something similar to like uh, when you when you watch Elvira, Mistress of the yeah. Dark, kind of kind of that eerie kind of setting like that, like this this type of house that you're walking into that's more of like an attic and is kind of creepy and there's spider webs and there's cobwebs and there's spiders, which are one of my biggest fears. You you know I can't even ride the damn Harry Potter ride because of the stupid spider aspect. I close my yeah. eyes every time in that. So like, yeah, I, I'm thinking something like that. Like that's what I want. I want to see some nice cool decor as well. Like. Hey, maybe maybe they can get something from movies. Like it would be cool if Ash's chainsaw was on the wall from one of the films or from the TV show. Uh, that's right. that's kind of what I'm looking at with this, and and I'm with you. I think that this is a really cool thing because of the pop up bar thing being a thing, and and Orlando's got a couple of theme bars already. They have Indiana Jones, uh, the Magic One, the Christmas One, arcades, tiki's. So this kind of fits in line with something Florida does with that theme based thing, but specifically being horror is just that awesome coolness and like I'd love to see characters as well okay so like maybe the bartenders have to dress up as like a classic character so like you have Frankenstein pouring you drinks you have Dracula uh, you have the bride of Frankenstein flirting with you and making you wish that you could go home with her you know things like that <laughs> what? I'm just saying. I feel like you've thought about this a little too hard. I mean, necrophilia, you know, kind of a thing of mine, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Hauntings. <laughs> Welcome to Hauntings, everybody. I told you, it starts like a NASCAR race and crashes fast. Um, but right. but I know you've thought about this as well. What, what, what do you want this bar to kind of be like? I mean, I think kind of in the same vein of Monsters Cafe at Universal Studios where, like, you know, you get a room that's dedicated to vampires, then a sci-fi room, then, you know, uh, uh, you know, Dr. Mad Scientist would be cute. I think there's a lot that you could do with it. I think when a horror movie is about to come out, like you can theme drink specials to that, make it a real like meeting place for a lot of people. And I think you could get all types to come to this kind of place, not just like, you know, I mean, obviously metalheads and people like that are going to want to go to this, but I think you'll get good tourists like you and I, who, you know, we don't really look that part, but we love the horror. Um, I, I just, I would just really like to see movie memorabilia. I know you probably can't just do universal stuff, especially with them like right there, because you brought up like, you know, Bride of Frankenstein and such, but you know, I hopefully Universal wouldn't like. Oh no, cease and desist on use of our characters. So, I mean, it just it varies. I would like to see definitely the bartender wear a, a red and green striped sweater. 
like that. Ooh, like Freddy. Cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. Uh, yeah, get, just different things like that. Yeah, I, I want it to be different from any other thing. I want it to really fit that when you walk in there as a as a horror fan, you just immediately are like, I found my bar. This is where I'm coming. Right. This is where I want to live. Is there a way that I can just set up shop in the back, live? I'll pay you guys rent. I'll, you know, clean the dishes or whatever it is. Let me live here. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I, I mean, even myself. I mean, I know there are times when I'm just not in a horror movie mood, but there are, or, or Halloween, if you will, but, like, there are times where I just really get in the mood to be in a horror atmosphere, a Halloween-like atmosphere, and I think this bar idea is phenomenal. Uh, I agree with you. I think it's phenomenal. I I think I, I think it has to definitely be open before Halloween Horror Nights this year uh, because these people can't be dumb. They know we know. They know HHN is coming up, and they know that every one of us is going to be stupid enough. I don't want to say stupid enough, but is definitely sitting here going, I want to drink your drinks. I want to come see your place. Please be open. So uh, I, I definitely think yeah. it's going to be opening very, very soon and just in time yeah. for HHN, definitely. Well, you got to work out those kinks before HHN opens. Yes. So I, 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 now looking at it, I would say if it doesn't open by June, it will definitely be open by August. That's yeah. That's my prediction. See, I was thinking soft opening probably the end of July, early August. And then if there were any kinks, they could be like, you know, think of like that Ocean's 13 thing. You do the soft opening before you do the grand opening. And then if Danny Ocean and company comes in and like robs your place, you know that you need a couple more weeks. Mm. Wolf. Wolf. Ah, don't wolf. <laughs> this is a horror podcast. Why do you think I brought up yeah. Ocean's 13, buddy? <laughs> exactly. What's scarier? <laughs> uh, Ocean's 12? <laughs> oh, yes. Naturally, you're absolutely right. I don't even want to dive into this. Uh, I think we just figured out the next Halloween Horror Nights 29 house. Julia oh, Roberts. Pretending to be playing somebody else, Julia playing Roberts. Julia Roberts. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Love this idea. Oh, God, I hate that movie. <laughs> so now you all know out there, if you ever want to get at Zach, tweet us at Haunter's Pod about Julia Roberts being Julia Roberts in Ocean's 12. 100%. <laughs> if you send me a picture that has Julia Roberts and it says Julia Roberts is Julia Roberts, I will maybe find you and murder you. And it looks like we will be creating memes later on this afternoon. <laughs> right. Um, I do have another story. Uh, this one, again, you're, God bless your wife. She kind of did all of our prep really for us a lot this week. Uh, She's she, the best. She is the best. She is an amazing woman that you married. Uh, but Thank you. she, uh, or I should say that she's an amazing woman that I married you guys. Officiated, officiated your wedding. You officiated it. Yes. I'm ordained. Hmm, we really dropped the ball. We should have done it at HHN. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. That's a, fine. We'll renew our vows. Right as Jaws pops out of the water, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh my God. So many really un-horror film references in this episode already. Uh, so this other story is an interesting dive because it comes out of Pennsylvania. There was a woman and her teenage daughter. They are suing a Pennsylvania amusement park saying the costume ghouls at its Halloween attraction were, quote, too terrifying. Um, so Shannon and her daughter are seeking more than 150000 from Dorney Park in Pennsylvania and Wildwater Kingdom 
uh, which is its parents' company of Cedar Fair of Sandusky, Ohio, where Tommy Boy, you know, was from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> again, as many pop references as possible from the 90s. Uh, <laughs> their suit was filed a couple weeks ago. Uh, the teen was visiting the Allentown Area Amusement Park when several of the park's costume ghouls approached. The suit says that the girl asked them to leave her alone because she didn't want to be scared when you're at a haunted attraction, mind you. Uh, the costume okay. employee then ran up behind her, shouted in her ear, caused her to fall. Suit so is now claiming that the girl suffered injuries, didn't want to go into detail. Uh, Dorney spokesperson declined to comment because they're probably sitting there like, this idiot. But I want to dive into this because... Can you even sue an amusement park when you show up at their haunted attraction? Um, that's a that's a very interesting like story because you know like we've gone to Halloween Horror Nights where there's a person that didn't want to be there. Like obviously they wanted to hang out with their friends, but and you know was like I'm going to the event so I could be with y'all. But I felt like even at Halloween Horror Nights, like we were able to avoid like the scare zones and such. So she didn't get scared or, you know, we circle her or something like that. But yeah. I'm sorry. If you sign up to go to a Halloween event and you get scared, then that's the attraction. Like you can't, you can't just make your own rules individually while going to these things. I know Bush Gardens Williamsburg has like children haunt, like not a haunt, but like a children trick or treat yes. uh, before Hollow Scream opens. But they they right out say it starts at noon, ends at five because at six the terror begins and anybody under 13 should not be here. Like they don't put out those like warnings for nothing. Like my question. And I don't know if it dives deep into this is that if she said that she didn't want to be scared anymore and she told an employee or whatever, the person that came up and scared her, is that the same employee or is it someone who wasn't even involved in the initial, like, don't scare me. That's a good point. The article did not explain uh, in detail exactly which employee it was that scares her, but to kind of piggyback off of your thing, I feel like once you purchase your ticket for these types of events, that that's your waiver because they're all warning you that these are going to be a scary event. Like, I can think of King's Dominion even being like, it's for adults only. Nobody, like you mentioned the Bush Gardens thing, nobody under 13 should be in here unaccompanied by an adult. I feel like that is kind of the warning, kind of the precursor of you're waiving any right here. If you get scared or you get hurt, you did that to yourself at this point because you 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 agreed to come to something that you know is intended to scare you, that our, our scare actors are, are legitimately paid to scare you. So yeah, if it was the if it's the scare actor that she said leave me alone and he came back and did it, that guy's kind of a bit of a dick. Pardon my French. He's a bit of a dick there. Right. Right. If she said it to an actor and he went okay and kind of walked away and then they went their way and another guy came running up and scared her, that's what you should expect. Because that's yeah. what these are. Like if you don't yeah. want to be scared like that, go to Disney. 
Right. Go to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. Yeah, go. go, Exactly, that's for. Go to a child themed aspect of these things. Don't go to something. And 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 I get you know the the, because you bring up the time that that person joined our group, um, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, But they made an attempt. They tried. It wasn't their thing. They tried, but then it got to a point where it was too much for them. So it led to a lot of fractioning off into different groups for the people that were like, well, this is really at this. I really want to keep doing this. So I I get the idea of wanting to be there with your friends. I get the idea that possibly peer pressured into going there. But I really feel like when you purchase your ticket to one of these events, you have waived any right. And I know there are certain ones where you do have to sign waivers. I mean, hell, we went to one for your birthday where we had to sign a waiver. Right. But I mean, I, I just think, I think not to cut you off, but no. I, I believe if you sign it, like you said, if you bought your ticket and you're going in, the only way, because anybody has the right to like change their mind. Like you said, maybe they were peer pressured, but anybody has the right to change their mind. I just don't know if this person was doing it right. Like how how is a scare actor who's not involved in this situation supposed to know that this person didn't want this when her, her him whoever's reaction is just like anybody else which is a scream and run away i mean i know plenty of times that i like you know let out a yell and run away from it like now you are a target so if you're coming off as a target that's on you and on top of that I'm not even there. And the first thing that I can think of is find an employee. Don't find a scare actor to tell. Find an employee who's not dressed up because I can bet you $100 that no scare actor is going to go scare somebody if they're standing next to like a security member or a manager or something of that nature. You know what I mean? And then my final point, you're kind of a dick suing a place just to get money on a grounds that I feel like you have no dog in the race. Oh yeah, absolutely. This, this, this comes across to me as, uh, I got scared. I didn't want to be there. I got scared. I jumped and fell. I hurt myself. So now I want to take more money than my ticket costs, more money than the day costs, more money than, whatever the injuries were and the medical expenses were, because I doubt the medical expenses were that much money, um, and, and just trying to kind of make it a bigger thing than what it is. like, And to kind of continue down this, this past year, I hurt myself at HHN. You remember during the Stranger Things house when the Demi-Gorgon jumped out at me and I jumped and I ran into a set piece? I feel like this would be me walking out of that house going, man, that was just too scary. That Demi-Gorgon scared me to where I ran into a house. I'm suing you, Universal, because I didn't want to be scared that badly. Right, exactly. I asked for a seven, not a ten. (laughs) Exactly. I wanted a five. You came through with a ten. How dare you? Yeah, I mean, like, there could be more to the story. I don't know if, like... there's only so much that the article says I would like to actually keep up to date to this I would love to kind of figure it out yes but like from the initial report what this sounds like this is this to me is a case that shouldn't win because you obviously went to a event that specializes in scaring and if you didn't want to be there don't go yeah don't go don't go it's okay 
to say no to your friends, your friends that us us scare focus us hunters, as uh, the podcast states, uh, we don't Ooh. care. We understand that we're a different breed of people, and that you know things like this. Because I get I get it all the time at work. There's one person that I work with here. That's like I just don't get why you like those things and why you like those horror movies. I think that they're they're disgraceful and they show the worst side of humanity. And I try to explain to them. One, I try to explain to them that horror movies are some of the greatest films made. That if you really watch a horror movie, you get a lot of depth to it, a lot of character building, which is what you want in storytelling. Uh, but that going to these haunted attractions is a way of uh, letting your fear out, letting out certain scares, letting out certain you know confronting certain demons or fears you might have. Right. So, I, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree to that. I, 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 that's a different conversation. Yeah, it's, it's, about, I would but, love to dive into that one as well. <laughs> but I can't wait till we talk about this off air. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, no, this is... I mean, horror is horror, and the whole point, that's why I love going to horror movies, is because it is a type of movie that gives you an instant, like, reaction. Yes. A reaction, like, that you should feel something. So when you're put in a scenario that it's almost in real life, like, if you set yourself up because you don't like it, that's on you, Jack. 100%. Couldn't have said it better yeah, myself. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's how we do. Um, do we? <laughs> I, I don't know. I watched the Mark Henry special, so I've just been saying that ever oh, since Lord. Sunday night. That's what I no. do. <laughs> Apparently. Um, you know what else I do? Really bad segues. So, with that being said, let's just jump into our third story today. Um, I know you saw this trailer, Zach. The um, I, I'm going to butcher the name, but it's been featured at Halloween Horror Nights in Hollywood and Orlando. Uh, it's a new movie being produced by uh, the creative team behind the Saw, Conjuring, and Insidious franchise with James Wan as an executive producer. And I apologize if I butcher this, but it is The Curse of La Llorona. Ooh, I think I got that right, actually. Uh, which is a Latin American urban legend about a woman who drowns her kids in a river because her husband left her for a younger woman. Realizing what she had done, she drowned herself in the river as well. The legend says that she now wanders the earth looking for her children. Parents would use this story to scare their kids into behaving because they say that she would kidnap wandering kids who resembled her children and take them to a watery grave. Very, you know, the normal, typical stuff you tell your child when you're a kid, when, when they're growing up. But Sounds like a Disney movie to me. <laughs> yeah, it actually is. It's coming out this year. I believe it's called The Lion King. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm going to cry so hard. Uh, La La Rona, though, uh, when I realized that this was something that had been done at HHN, Hollywood, and Orlando, and was an urban legend, it got me thinking, why has Universal Studios, and since James Wan, James Wan is involved, he obviously has a connection with Universal, but Blumhouse as well with his connection, why have they not pitched an idea to one of these directors or producers for an original character's universe? I mean, I have been sitting here for years saying that the original characters that they come up with should be movies. I mean, 
first of all, I'd like to start off with this is a, um, you know, a character that's been around pre Halloween Horror Nights, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and because of that, um, Universal doesn't actually, you know, they didn't come up with this character. Um, this is something that's been around for a very long time, but they like to use these ideas. But since we are talking, why hasn't Universal made their own universe? I'm kind of befuddled about it because I think it would be smart, especially in the streaming service world that we live in. Like, yeah, sure. Maybe you don't put a lot of money into being in like theatrical, but like how I've told you about these Hulu movies that um, have been coming out from Blumhouse. Oh, yeah. That are that are, you know, every month they released one. I think it would be kind of cool in that same vein if Universal and Blumhouse would release a movie maybe once a year to not only, because I feel like Jack the Clown, Chance, the director, all these guys do have a cool story that I think you could tell, but it would be hella co-promotion between advertising Halloween Horror Nights and these movies. I think it's just a synergy that would work out extremely well. Um, so I am excited about this movie. I think, um, I, I mean, I want to see it. And if it does well, and if there's more stories like how Halloween Horror Nights, HHN uh, unofficial who broke this, who uh, made an article about this, because that's where most of our stuff is coming from. Um, Shh, don't give away my uh, our secrets. <laughs> screw you. I'm trying to get a plug to get him on the show, so I'm going to plug their stuff as much as possible. Okay, HHN unofficial, <laughs> HHN unofficial, HHN unofficial. <laughs> yes, there it is. <laughs> but anyway, so like, you know, th- that is a very great idea. And to be honest, I think it would be kind of cool to succeed at something that Universal has already failed at, which is doing a cinematic universe because, well, and I, this is just me pitching a stupid idea, but how cool would it be to have individual movies with Chance and all them and then maybe having a collective meta movie where all of them are in a haunted house. Oh, I like the uh, you know twist there I mean? of the haunted house at the end, but uh, I, I'm I'm with you on uh yeah I mean I saw HHN unofficial post the uh the curse of La Llorona. Uh, I I had seen the trailer hit the internet. I was like, oh okay, whatever. James Wan, I'm into James Wan. I kind of uh, I'll, I'll go see this. This looks interesting. But they're the ones that they were like, yo, this was an HHN house. How could like you guys are missing out here? Which then got me thinking about it. Of like you said. How cool would it be to see a standalone movie? And it doesn't have to be big budget. It doesn't have to hit big screens. Uh, I believe Universal is working on that NBC Universal uh, streaming channel themselves as well, because that's the rumor with Netflix is going to lose Friends at the end of the year because Mm. they're going to take Friends back because Friends is going to be their big sell. Friends in the office are going to be their two big sells to come to our streaming service now. So if they were to launch their own or they team up with Hulu, uh, it would be really cool to see a Jack the Clown movie or Chance or The Caretaker or The Usher. Like, I'd love to see The Usher. That would be cool. Yeah. Cindy Kane would be a cool one. Fear. I'd love to see what they did with Fear. Like, there's there's so much. They already created 
a good enough backstory that makes it intriguing to I would love to see what you can do with an hour and a half with Jason Blum behind there producing going you guys are getting a two million dollar budget we're going to spend another million on advertising and we're going to make a, you know a hundred million uh, worldwide off of this crap and uh, and then we're going to make one giant universe film because one, yeah. I, I, and I only keep saying Blumhouse because he is already has the Invisible Man, so it appears he really has that in with Universal, and he's always right. featured at an HHN. So it's like you you, you give that well. guy yeah you might as well just give that guy your original characters and say you and your team come up with some cool stuff, create standalones, and then maybe down the road we put you know maybe down the road we find out how Jack and Chance met up yeah well that's that's basically what i keep thinking about is just like the marvel cinematic universe yeah. we'll look at it as the universal monsters are what's in theater the avengers basically yeah and then you look at like chance and jack and all of them and they're like the netflix marvel series it's the same kind of idea you're still doing the same thing just now it's it's it, it, it's for the like you said the NBC Universal streaming service. I think it's I think it's a great idea. I I would really like to maybe get some more information and actually talk to like people like Mike Alio who worked in Halloween Horror Nights. If maybe this is something that has been talked about, and, or if there were ever plans, like it it just to me seems like money. It does. It seems like it's it's easy money. It's 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 an IP they created that is known. You know, I, I if so if you say Jack the Clown, most people are gonna know Halloween Horror Nights. If you say Chance, they're gonna know it from Halloween Horror. Like these are recognizable names and characters and and things that they created. And it's like you're sitting on this goldmine of original ideas that you can craft some stories with let some young horror director come along that's the next James Wan that we haven't met yet right and, and all of a sudden we have this cool universe yeah I'm I'm so down with this I think it's a great idea and you know maybe maybe that is in the the books and it's all just it's all about to go down and I'm glad that maybe we can be a part of the like we believed in it and let's let's get it going yes let's get it going i agree with it and uh i feel like feel like we tackled a lot this episode and uh Big up. really definitely pitched uh, a cool idea to universal so when they make this universe of their original characters i uh look forward to getting a piece of the action in that Absolutely. Yeah. And before we go, yes. because I mean, we don't have to dive deep into it, but Ooh. a happy death day to you came out. Oh. Um, I put a, my kind of review of it on Twitter. Um, so if you go to Hunter's pod on Twitter, you can just scroll and look for the video of me uh, reviewing it. But I wanted to say that I feel, you know, even though this movie is getting kind of hit because it's not quote unquote horror, I think a lot of people should still give it a chance because I think the sci-fi element of it 
is still in the vein. There's still a couple of scares, and they're not great scares because it's not determined to be, but I still think this could be a part of the Blumhouse if they do another, you know, Blumhouse house. Uh, I think you can still do it with this. I agree. I think there's a way you can still slide it in there. And to be honest, you know, I'm so happy it wasn't just a straight up horror movie the way that the first one was, because what tends to happen in sequels of any horror movie does not happen in this one in the, in the vein of, Either the main characters from the first one just are completely thrown away or killed off in five minutes. They all matter. Everything matters. And it, to me, Happy Death Day to you is if you love that first one, you will love this one because it continues. As I mentioned a little earlier in the episode, when you get good horror films, you get good characters and you get good character development. The first film did that. This film continues that. And yeah, it has the scares when it needs the scares, but it plays more for laughs this time because you, you can't do the same movie twice. I mean, you can, right. and you'll make money off of it, but it's it's not as much fun or creative or entertaining the way this one, for again, another hour and 45 minutes, I was like, yo, this is, this is good. This is good. I'm not bored. I'm not angry. I'm not like, why'd you do that? I'm kind of like, oh, this is, okay, I'm laughing more than I expected, but... I'm having a damn good time during it and I'm really loving what I'm watching and what they're doing. So I think I think if I'm going to put a final butt in it, yeah. um pin in it. Yeah. I think if you want to compare it, yes, there's obvious comparisons to like Back to the Future and yada yada. I more look at it as alien compared to aliens. Yes. Where Alien was a horror movie and Aliens is an action adventure sci-fi. Same thing here. It's a comedy horror and then it's comedy sci-fi. You did just put the final pin in that one because that's exactly what it is. You, you can't say it any better. It's 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 apples and oranges but not apples and oranges. Right. <laughs> like but I, I mean like you can prefer what what it does in my eyes you can prefer one of them more than the other but they're still good and they go to well yes and they go very well together and they're both good movies together or both good just as a standalone either way you'll have fun with them and I wouldn't mind seeing it at a at a you know HHN 29 and chances are we probably will because looking at the rest of Blumhouse's releases this year I don't really see us getting an us house no, but I can see us getting an us section in Blumhouse. Uh, maybe. Nah, I, I mean the movie's not out yet. Yeah, so it's hard. Really. It's hard to. But you know, I can I can totally see a section of the house being inside the house they show in the trailer in the dark and like that family, that creepy family, just coming up and scaring you. That's, I can see that. That's that's what I started thinking when I started replaying the uh, the two trailers in my head. I was like, if it's half of a house and they're doing two of their films, yeah, Happy Death Day will give you those little jumps. And then, yeah, you, you have us walk through the house. Two. I that's mean, we've true. talked about, I kind of feel like how the scary tales was last year, like maybe Blumhouse deserves something big like that. And oh. if you put Happy Death Day, us last year's Halloween and then one more in there I think you're good to go Jet I think you actually might have 
at least you opened my mind's eye. Jason Blum loves talking about how he hasn't ruled out the idea of doing a huge universe of all of his films. Maybe we no. get every one of his, uh, every Blumhouse horror. So we'll have Insidious, Happy Death Day, uh, right. Halloween, uh, the Saw films, or not the Saw films. Uh, were they, did they? No, they didn't produce I, any I of the Saw stories yet. No, it was just, that's uh, one. Yeah, yeah, that was just one with, um, but but you get what I'm saying. All those blood, we'll get yeah. Purge in there as well. There we go. The Purge is the other one. Hundred uh, percent. So yeah. maybe we get everything. I mean, this is the guy that is literally trying to purchase Scream right now and Pinhead. So Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he he is literally a conjuring uh, universe away from owning every horror franchise, as Honest Trailers put it. So crazy. It, that is so crazy. It is when you start thinking about it, because I mean, now again, as I said a little bit earlier, also in the episode. Universal handed him the rights to the Invisible Man, which basically means he's going to get the entire. <laughs> pretty soon he'll have Monster Frankenstein. Universe. Yeah. He'll have Frankenstein and Dracula soon before you know it, and it's like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Just keep cracking about, Jay. I don't, I don't care, Jason. We love yeah. you. I oh, love yeah. you. We love you, Jason Bloom. Thank you for all you do, and keep scaring me. Um, yeah. Really quick, yes. If you want to listen to this show, yes. Go to iTunes, search Haunters. Spotify, search Haunters. We just got put in TuneIn. <gasps> if that's what you listen in. So we're on uh, just search haunters there, and we are working on iHeartRadio at the moment, just wow. waiting for that email. Wow, we are, we are taking over we're, the world, Jack. We everywhere, baby. We everywhere because that's how we do. That's how we do. Oh my God! Just do your catchphrase. <laughs> Stay scary, my friends.